0: Hi, my name is John and my name's Chris and, and this t- is stay on, on target Hey everybody, welcome to stay on target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com
1: That's right, John this week It is a special week because it is your birthday today.
0: It's my birthday
1: When we're recording this not when you're listening to this but when they're when you're we're recording. This. I mean we can just pretend you know, yeah. so happy birthday!
0: <laughs> Any day that they're listening to this, it's my birthday. Send, <laughs> send me
1: things. Yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's the Birthcast, you know. Um, but what we're really talking about is what is this called? The Steam, Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Valve has announced a handheld PC, portable PC, that is essentially what the Nintendo Switch should be.
0: Or it's like, yeah, it's the only competitor to the Nintendo Switch right now. And it's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Tennessee it. We'll go into all insane. the details.
1: I'm very into it. I man. am halfway, have already halfway convinced myself to buy this.
0: I mean, yeah, I, there's 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 a lot of good reasons to buy it. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Chris, mm. the name Steam Deck makes me think that we're like on some sort of a steampunk submarine. And that's like where mm. the engine like is, that. you know? Yeah.
1: I uh, actually like that a lot. Captain. I'm gotta go down to the steam deck, you know. Gotta go down to the steam deck. Yeah, totally.
0: It's also like I feel like if 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 if, if like I I uh, if I owned like a spa, you know, I'd call the the steam room, the steam deck, you know.
1: Just. Yes. Or or it's just like it's the like where you put the call of the colon for the uh, for your your steam engine ship.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh I just I, I just want it to be very steampunky no matter what like everybody's got big goggles you know <laughs> just <laughs> 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 Oh man but yeah dude that's uh that's exciting um but Chris what have you been up to this week
1: Ah so this week um I uh let me think what have I been up to <laughs> <laughs> I was real excited about it um for a hot second oh oh okay so I, this is what i'll talk about so um this week was the all-star game in mlb all-star game so yes. i watched uh watched that watched the uh home run derby neither one of those turned out the way i wanted it to and uh now, chris hmm.
0: they like growing up loved to yeah. go to like baseball games on my birthday yeah. and the last like f- like And obviously, last year's like the an except big exception. But like, I feel like the last few years on my birthday has been like the break around the All Star Game. And it's like, when did that shift? When did that happen? When did they like move the All Star Game to where it's like in that time slot rather than like normal games that I'd be able to go to like you know Bush Stadium and Uh, go see
1: the Cardinals? I don't. I really don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, let me look. Let me see. I mean, they may have played today. Is the thing? Let me look because it happened Ah. earlier this week. Uh, yeah. No. I tomorrow's guess, tomorrow's, I guess tomorrow's the, the end of long. end of the break. No, the the break isn't that long. It's like it's like half a week long or something like that. Or gotcha. Like kind of five gotcha. days or something like that. Yeah. And it's um, not a
0: break at all if you play in those games.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, and in, in fact, uh, from the Cardinals, uh, Yadier Molina, he was um, he actually came in second place to Buster Posey um, for All Star, and then Buster Posey had to drop out because he's on the injured list, and mm. then. So that put uh, Molina in as an all star, and Mm. he opted out because he was like, I need some rest. And so it was like, there, you know, went to the third place person. (laughs) So it's not really the all stars. Well, I mean, it is, but it's like, you know, you can raise your hand. If you're an all star, you have the option to raise your hand and be like, yo. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. do this guys.
0: <laughs> I mean that makes sense because like literally it's like okay, let's you know right in the middle of the season right before stuff starts getting really intense and we start like really determining who's gonna be in the playoffs let's take all the best players and tire them out for a weekend while everybody else rests you
1: know yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> so oh. I'm glad that they can opt out
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so I'll, I'll watch that and then um. Uh, last night I was just kind of like I don't know why I just like all of a sudden uh, wanted to watch um, the remake of Magnificent Seven again with Denzel Washington and uh, Chris Pratt, um, and then finished it today. So that's the other other thing I've, I've done this week. Um, it's it's good. I forgot how, how how beautiful that movie is.
0: Since you say that, I want to say I've either only watched that once mm. or not finished it somehow. Oh no! But because like I remember the visuals from it, and it yeah. was really pretty. But I don't remember much else besides some really pretty like shots. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess it's the same like it's the same movie as the original Magnificent. Generally, Seven, right? I mean,
1: I think the. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think the first Magnificent Seven is better. Yeah. Like this one, kind of, it doesn't really like explain. Uh, you don't really understand why these guys like they very quickly get the gang together. I don't really understand really why these guys are, like, fighting for this town other than uh, – because, I don't know. I just feel like it's very light on, like, motivation in the mm. beginning. Mm. Okay, well, once they get there and then they see the town and they yeah. they, they train the guys, it's cool. But, like, why, why even show up to this thing? Sure. And, and, like, Denzel goes around and gets them all, you know, and, like, and I get it. They know him kind of, like, he's – but, like, one dude, you know, shows up in the – you know, like, randomly. He's like, no one knows him. And he shows up and uh while they're camping and he talks to denzel and he's like yeah i'm an outcast he's like yeah we're all outcasts too we're gonna go save this town he's like okay cool i'm in it's like what what do I mean, you talk about
0: like so so the, let's let's talk about this for a second because i feel like this exemplifies a very cool thing in like cinema that like if as long as you have someone that has the weight of like a denzel washington Being like, we're going to do this thing. It doesn't matter if, like, that all the other people are just like going, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. We're going to do this. That's that's true. Because it's Denzel Washington. It still works.
1: It doesn't not work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I almost feel like if it was anyone else, it wouldn't have worked, though. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, you know, I, dude, the original Magnificent Sound is fantastic, dude. I love that thing.
1: Agreed. Um, What have you been up to this week, John? Okay. So speaking of movies.
0: I have uh, recently – I don't know if it was this week, but I don't think I ever revisited. I told you that I bought the Blu-ray, the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray of Mission Impossible Fallout, but I didn't ever tell you that I watched it. Oh, nice. That movie, Chris.
1: Wait, have you never seen it
0: before now? No, no,
1: no. I I, I, I reviewed it it way back in the day. I can't keep track of all the movies that you have not seen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of them that I haven't seen, Um, but that one in particular, that franchise is like – I want to say it's like one of my favorite like action movie franchises, just because it's so like consistently good and consistently like ups the game, consistently feels right. Anyway, but dude, that movie is so good. Um, I want to say early like whenever I first watched it, I'd watched it like back to back with the previous one, which what would that have been like Rogue Nation? I don't know. I can't keep track of the, the names. The the previous what, one. Which one?
1: Um, uh, was Rogue Nation Fallout? right
0: before Fallout?
1: I don't think so. I think Rogue um, Nation. Because Rogue
0: Nation, and then there was another one probably. And then there's this one. And I can never remember the the name of the other one, the one right before this one. The one that's not Rogue Nation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hang on. So there was... um, uh, There's one, two, three. uh it is it is Rogue Nation. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It, Rogue Nation. Uh, after three, it's Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Ghost Protocol is the one I
0: always forget the name of. Um, saw that one like way back in the day, whenever it, like came to theaters or whatever. And then the end of that one, I want to say Tom Cruise jumps over a Fiat. Um, you know, uh, like a it's a small car, but he jumps over a car doesn't doesn't touch it, just literally just vaults over the car anyway. Um. But the uh, Fallout, dude, is really good. But I watched it originally, like, right after I watched Rogue Nation again, and I was like, "Ah, I don't know if it's as good as Rogue Nation, but it's just different. It's just the pacing is different. It feels different. And uh, I love it, dude. And, man, if there is something that has sold me on, like, the 4K Ultra HD Dolby Atmos uh, sound and picture in... Like buying those those Blu-rays, it was that movie. Like I, I, I'm immediately just like, okay, what's what else can I get? What other what other good like movies can I get? Because the experience of like putting on the headphones and listening to it with the Atmos, um, and just like watching this on the the gorgeous you know TV or whatever is 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 amazing, dude. That 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 was uh awesome. It's it's just a cool experience. So I'm gonna have to uh, start filling in some of those uh, gaps in my um, film you know, action, specifically like action movie or like big spectacle kind of movies, um, with like Blade Runner 2049. Got to start, got to find the Blu-ray ultra HD of that. Um, I've got to start like just filling in some of those big things because it's just so much fun to watch with the, the 4k ultra HD at home there.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: Um, so did that. And then, uh, let me see what else, what else have I been up to? Um, uh, what else can I I'm gonna talk about on the podcast here? Um, the uh I, I started playing katana zero we talked about this right before the podcast that's why like i talked about it then and it just immediately flew out of my yeah. brain um and so i'm about a third of the way through that game at this point nice. stuff is starting yeah, are you are, to get, you are you liking it dude i love it it's so good yes. stuff's starting to get wild
1: oh yeah point. with the story
0: yeah with the story oh yeah yeah and i'm so like in, intrigued and i'm like because um, like there's also like these are kind of i would assume arbitrary uh uh dialogue choices that you make throughout um with certain characters in the story like it, the the Some, rhythm of this thing is maybe. very cool um Sometimes. maybe oh boy oh boy um because like i and so like i'm i'm trying to like walk the line of like okay how much like how much information do i try to like get out of this person who's like might be like a bad guy but is like on my like a good guy or you know i don't know it's it's a it's very intriguing the way that it goes down because like you have an action sequence and then you have like uh, a rest period where you learn stuff and the those rest periods where you learn stuff are, are super fun to kind of like play around with and and uh figure out like what you know what type of Organization you're working for potentially, and uh, and so yeah, it's it's super good. I'm very much enjoying it, Chris. It's it's really awesome.
1: Nice, that's awesome.
0: Um, we'll have to review it. Like whenever I get done with it, I I should be done with it like next week. So maybe we review it next week. I'm cool with that. Tonight at the end, you know, at the end of night, you know, yeah, maybe. Des goes to bed. I'm gonna watch Loki. The final nice, season of nice. or final final episode. Yeah, of Loki. So that's the
1: thing we need to. Uh, we're gonna have to review because I'm gonna go see it this weekend. Black Widow.
0: Oh, Black Widow. Yes, I'm gonna have to watch that this weekend.
1: So, and then, uh, and then, and then, yeah, Loki. After that, probably, and or Katana Zero. It doesn't matter. We can do one or the other.
0: Whichever one. I mean, have you started watching Loki yet?
1: No. So I have a okay. lot, a, a lot, a lot to go.
0: I mean, it's it'll it'll be like a good watch for you. Like it'll be. A, I feel like you'll you'll enjoy it, and you'll like kind of rock through it
1: now that they're all out. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's so. the thing. Like, I'm not Mandalorian. I'm okay doing it, like watching it week to week. Mm-hmm. But every other Disney play, even like Wandavision, I'm like, I I just want to watch this all together. Sure. Like we've we've been trained to watch things and binge them all at once, and that's what I want to do. And s- exactly
0: like that with the Marvel universe as well like we we watch things in one sitting like it's like we watch oh, a yeah. 3 hour long uh Movie. end game you know or even yeah. to the point of like if you watch those back to back it's like oh there's 6 hours it's like that's basically the entire television series of WandaVision you know that's the, it's right. the same duration so like we're just trained with this franchise in particular to watch them All at once. And The Mandalorian feels so much like uh, kind of individual small movies.
1: Right, Um, right. Yeah, where they don't, like, they do feed into each other, but not by a ton, you know? Yeah.
0: And so like, I feel like that was, is what makes it feel that way. And whereas like, we're used to watching star Wars episodically, um, because it's like, okay, well, episode one, two, three, episode four, five, six, you know, it's like, we watch these things in, in chunks and sometimes there's like years between, between different, you know, episodes or whatever, um, before you figure out like what the final end of the story is. Um, so that makes sense that like, okay, star Wars fine episodically. But Marvel movies, it's like, man, just give me, give me all of it at once. Um, and I kind of feel that way. But I also really liked watching Loki um, because of specific moments in it where it's like, oh, man, this, this episode, what's going to happen next or whatever? Like, it definitely has some cool, cool things like that uh, within it. So, um, but yeah, dude, uh, we'll have to review that a little bit later.
1: Totally. All right, John. Well, later we're talking about the, uh, the Steam Deck handheld console. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, John. What is your pick of the week?
0: My pick of the week this week is Psychonauts 1. Oh. Did you go back and play it? Original. I yeah, I downloaded it because Psychonauts 2 is coming out and I Wasn't really, like, super interested in, like, the Psychonauts universe or whatever. Um, I was just like, oh, I'll try Psychonauts 2 because it's on Game Pass and I like uh, Double Find stuff. Um, But I saw some interview with uh, Tim Schafer, head of Double Find, and he was, like, just breaking down, like, the lore of uh, Psychonauts. And I was like, man, this sounds really actually pretty pretty cool, so I should go and play the first game. That's why I booted it up, and it's an original Xbox game. And they've done some enhancements as far as like frame rate and stuff like that go, like how it plays and how it feels. But, uh, but otherwise, it's like the same same game, and it's a really fun game so far. Like uh, I, I don't know how far I'll get into it. I don't know if I'll finish it or anything like that. But it is a uh, a three D platformer akin to like. Um, Mario uh, 64 like where basically you have like this kind of overworld that gradually unlocks over time as you finish levels and then you go into the, the various levels and the levels are the individual characters like brains like you go into their psyches and like battle like the things that are going on in there and and uh, and try to solve solve puzzles within that Um and it's been—it was really fun, man. I—I uh, I very much enjoyed it. It feels feels like a really solid 3D platformer in many ways. I actually like because it's—it's it's learned from some of the uh, early 3D platformer um, kind of problems. It feels really good uh, to to jump around and stuff like that. And um, there are a couple of moments where you're like, ah, I feel like I slipped off that platform a little easy too easily, kind of like uh, like Crash Bandicoot or whatever. Um, but Overall, like I, I, I liked it, so it makes me even more excited for Psychonauts Two. Um, kind of the the pain points are just that it's just an older game, man. The visuals are not quite as crisp or as as beautiful as they once were on our Xbox original Xboxes and CRT televisions. So, yeah, yeah. When does the new one come out? Oh, it's I think it's like next month, or or it's either August or September. Um, but it's this fall. It's like early fall. Let me look nice. it up. Um, but yeah, dude, I I enjoyed it. If you if you're interested in platformers and stuff like that, like, or you're interested in that game at all, go check it out. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah,
1: Second O just like always just felt like we just really way too weird for me.
0: It I mean it might be, but it actually like it was a little more grounded than I thought it would be. Like essentially the this one you start off and you're like oh. Your character like drops into a summer camp um, of people who are who are psycho psychics, right? Like, and you are like, I want to train to be a psychonaut, and so then you start uncovering like, okay, the the this um, summer camp was built on top of like a spy base and stuff like that. Like, you start kind of uncovering these cool things within the world, and but it's like at its base level, you're just like a kid at a summer camp, and you're dealing mm. with with other characters, other like bullies or you're dealing with like uh these like friendships or whatever and and it's a very linear kind of storyline perspective with no like deep choices but it is a compelling story at at its core so uh while the the conceit of like going into people's brains or whatever like that seems real weird but i think that is mainly just a vehicle to make it easy to create fantastic levels like really you know tight tight odd platforming where you go from, like, one one room to another, and then they can be completely different, so.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, so,
0: Psychonauts 2 release date is... Um, it doesn't say. It says 2021.
1: Both these, both these are on, on Game Pass, right?
0: Yeah, they'll be on Game Pass. Uh, first Day one on uh, Psychonauts 2. August 25th is whenever uh, Psychonauts 2 comes out. Nice. Cool. So... Yeah, dude. I uh, both of them will be on Game Pass, so check them out. What's your pick of the week this week, Chris?
1: All right, John. My pick of the week. Uh, I bring it up um, a lot every time it happens. But uh, record store day is this weekend. Woohoo! Uh, the, so last year they did three record store days. This year they're doing they're doing two, um, both to spread out the the days to kind of help the record stores whenever you know like they've been, they were impacted by. Uh, the pandemic and people not shopping and stuff like that um, and then also to uh, kind of relieve the pressure on the pressing plants uh, to say, trying to get these re- releases out and so um, mm. there's uh, they did they did three smaller drops last year um, I was able to make it to one that's the only problem I have with it is like it's real hard to make it to all yeah. of them but I uh, and then uh, the, this is the second one this year this is the only one I'm actually physically able to make it to but they've got a uh, I hesitate to tell people this because I'm just I I want it, but um. I'm so if you're you in the I'm,
0: Nashville area, skip forward by
1: about two minutes. Yeah, please don't minutes, go you get don't this. Just... Um, Ocean's Eleven. The Ocean's Eleven soundtrack is on oh. vinyl for the first time. Oh. And uh, if you listen to Ocean's Eleven before, the soundtrack it has like clips from the movie in it. Yes. And yeah, and so uh, it's a it's a dual double double LP. Um, and I'm gonna try to get it. I'm gonna try to snag one, John. Dude. I'm, I'm debating on where to go. That's epic. And I, like, normally I go uh, to the Groove, but then that one year we went to Grimey's and it was good too. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know which so one to go to.
0: Whenever we went to Grimey's, um, it had more stock.
1: You know. It did. It did seem to have more stock, so that's. So you didn't have to the, get
0: there quite as early, or if you the, didn't, that's like if, the, if, if a lot of people were there in front of you, it wasn't like, well, I'm definitely not going to get, you know, at least one of my th- things. So
1: that's the, that's the thing that makes me think about going to Grimey's. Um, Every year is like, we different. We were we were way far back in the line when we went to Grimey's. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, John. What should I do? The I thing don't about Grimey's
0: was it took us longer to get in there. Yeah, than and we, I didn't like that. We waited. Um, initially before they opened or whatever. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's a hard call. That's a hard call. Yep.
1: Yep. So anyway, uh, Record Store Day. If you like vinyl records, go check out your local record store. Um, you can go online or actually, it's probably better just to call them and see if they're doing Record Store Day releases. Um, because uh, sometimes like the listed stores, like there's one here in in uh, Columbia where I live, but. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to call them tomorrow, but they're a used store. Like I've, they're no, they don't hmm. sell new records. So I don't know why they're listed on the site. Right. But I don't know why they would actually have Record Store Day releases unless they are just like get them in just for this. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so they might knows? just,
0: this is the only time they get those new
1: releases. Yeah
0: huh interesting the uh i also think like whenever people list things like it's like maybe they did one year but what if they don't it's this possible. year you know what yeah, if, what if mean, one of those smaller well, shops even this the, year.
1: and that's the thing even on the record Records for Day site it says hey uh call your store and make sure they ha- they're gonna carry record for day releases because it's highly likely they they might not
0: yeah yeah um Man, like, so as far as, like, the record story Day thing goes, like, obviously, like, you, okay, this is the one, like, there was two this year, and you weren't able to go to the first one, but the second one you're able to go to, like, I mean, is that, like, like, I was going to ask, do you like that better or or worse than it being in, in just um, one big go? It, uh,
1: it's easier to make it a priority whenever it's just one, you sure. know? Like, and say, like, oh, man, I have yeah. to make it to this. But then, like, I also see, like, okay, well, if it had been the last time, I would have missed all of it. Versus, right, like this time, I'm getting. Ha- I don't, mean, you know, who knows? I don't know. Um, like the, you know, last year there were three of them. I could only make it to one, so I kind of just like missed out. Although, like last year, there there weren't a ton of like releases that I was like super vying like f- for, you know. Sure. Um,
0: Some years, who knows? Like that. Um, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I, I would just be interested also to see like from the shop of like, hey, you know which which way it does better for you like as uh, from an overall perspective and last year and this year probably maybe this year would, would be a good good gauge but like last year would not be a good gauge of like you know how no, did totally. this do for you <laughs> It's yeah. like well not great yeah. because it was 2020 you know totally um, but yeah so, uh, so that's awesome so my pick of the week is the Psychonauts 1 and upcoming Psychonauts 2 and your pick of the week is
1: a Record Store Day this weekend. All right, John, let's talk real quick about the valve steam deck. It's a $400 handheld gaming PC. I'm going to read um, this from IGN by Tom Marks. After rumors in May, valve has now officially announced the steam deck, a handheld gaming PC arriving later this year. The Steam Deck has a form factor similar to that of a slightly larger Nintendo Switch, but with the capabilities of a full gaming PC. It runs a modified version of Valve's Steam OS, complete with a new console-like interface for easy navigation of both the Steam store and your Steam library. But it also provides access to an unrestricted computer desktop, where any third-party application can be installed, including non-Steam games or launchers. In terms of hardware, the Steam Deck has a 7-inch, 1280 by 800 resolution 60 hertz LCD screen a custom AMD APU featuring a 4 core 8 thread CPU paired with a 8 RDNA 2 compute units for the GPU and 16 gigabytes of LPDDR5 RAM practically speaking that makes it a substantial amount stronger than the switch allowing it to run modern games impressively well as a point of reference i was able to play jedi fallen order on an in development steam deck at high graphical settings with little to no issue it can even suspend running games like a console and valve says the intent is really to give players access to their entire steam library on the go To better enable this, the controller setup on either side of the screen has all the buttons, triggers, and full-size joysticks you'd expect from a modern gamepad and more. The sticks are actually capacitive, meaning they can detect when your thumb is resting on them, (laughs) and below each one is a small small trackpad that can be used for mouse inputs. There are also four back buttons on the rear of the Steam Deck that can be mapped however you see fit, and the display is a multi-input touchscreen. Additionally, the Steam Deck has a Bluetooth support for any device you can connect to a regular PC, including headphones like Apple AirPods. It can also be docked and hooked up to an external display, as well as a mouse and keyboard if you want to use it as a more traditional PC. While Valve will be selling an official dock separately, any third-party USB-C adapter should work just as well, and those who simply want an experience closer to that of a regular handheld or console can ignore the more computery aspects entirely. Speaking of selling, the Steam Deck will be available in three different models. Importantly, however, the only major difference between them will be storage size and speed with their graphical capabilities otherwise identical. The base version will cost $399 and have 64GB of storage, followed by a 529 model with 256GB, and finally a 649 version that has 512GB and an anti-glare etched glass screen treatment. The latter two Steam Decks will also have faster NVMe SD uh, solid state drives and all three will allow you to install and play games off of a micro SD card to expand storage capacity further. The steam deck doesn't have a ha- a hard release date yet, but it's currently set for a holiday 2021 launch and valve president gave, Gabe Newell told IGN that hitting these price points was quote painful, but critical. A reservation pre-order system will be rolling out in the near future with Valve aiming to avoid the chaos and unpredictability of recent console launches, and all three price points will also come with a tailor-made carrying case. We'll have lots more information, blah, 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 So, yeah. Um, what's your take on this, John?
0: I mean, like, first of all, he, this thing sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, being able to, like, run any program off of it is very cool like so like you could have like the epic games launcher you could you know which actually comes with like free games uh you know for through the epic games every yeah
1: what's confusing is like it's it's a pc but it's like it runs steam os so i guess like as long as epic games has a steam os version of their launcher right
0: hmm that's a
1: good question um It's not like running Windows is, I guess, what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, I guess, but it does say in there that you can run other, like, launchers. Third-party
1: so applications, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like, that makes me wonder, like, <laughs> can, can I, like, can I just, like, use this thing as, like, a, you know, hook up my, like,
1: just plug it in and unless use it, is, it to, like, mix on or whatever? <laughs> unless it does have Windows on it, I don't know. I
0: mean, it, I, it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say? Um yeah, and it also says like it can be like more PC heavy if you want it to be, or it can be l- like more like a, a proprietary right. like handheld if you want it to be. Right. Um, so I bet you you're able to pretty much fully customize this thing however you want to. I, I would imagine. Know about
1: Steam OS.
0: If you want Windows, I would imagine you'd have to re- install it yourself. Like obviously, like yeah, you have yeah, to pay yeah for totally. That. Um, but yeah, dude. Like initially, I'm just like, man, this sounds real cool uh for a lot of reasons like the power of it is really cool i like the fact that the screen is really nice like it sounds like that's a really nice screen um it's a higher resolution yeah, it's, it's, than the switch
1: it's, it's still not like uh you know 1080 it's uh screen uh 1920 by 1080 it's not that um, right it's closer, closer to 720 a little bit bigger than um resolution higher resolution but not by much
0: Right. And so, like, you know, so it's like that all that sounds like, okay, that's cool, but the power of it sounds really good. Like, it sounds yeah. like the, uh, it'll be hitting, hitting good, good amounts. Like, I, I was impressed because, like, whenever I read it, I, I didn't read the part about, uh, the, oh, I was playing, um, Fallen Order with high, uh, yeah. graphical
1: settings, which is insane.
0: And it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know. How, how many PCs can probably do that a ton, like right now, like that game's not super well, like optimized in a lot of areas. Um, as far as like, I, like I remember, uh, but I played it on console. So I played it on an old console. So, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not a current gen console. It's a last gen console. Um, so like that's fascinating. I'm imp- intrigued by the low price point, like the four hundred dollars being the entry level. I am happy that like that the, the uh, it can do SD cards. That's that's really right. nice. Me too. Because like you can just get that entry point, and then like SD cards go on sale so often. Yeah. And they're while they're not as fast or as as uh, instantaneous as like an SSD, that's not that big of a deal. Like well, if, if, they're they're flash memory. They're super super
1: fast still. It, I don't know. So this is the and this is the thing. Like, I guess this is my issue, possibly with it. Is like, so say you want to play Call of Duty Modern, uh, Modern Warfare Warzone on here. Well, that's like a hundred fifty gigabyte download. Yeah. And so you know, like the sixty four uh, gigabyte model is not going to be enough. Sure. Um, and so like at that point, you either need to buy a small SS, uh, sorry, micro SD card mm-hmm. to run it off of, or um, get the the upgraded model. And I just. I don't, I, I kind of want to, I would kind of want to wait and see like what the performance is off sure. of both of them and then decide. But at the end of the day, I would probably lean heavily on, okay, I'll go with the one that uh, I can install like something like that uh, game on the internal
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and move things back and forth between like a micro SD card and the internal.
0: Sure. I mean, microSD cards also like have gotten cheaper over the last like three or four years um, since the Switch came out. Like initially, like the really big ones, um, like 500 gigabytes, like were super exorbitantly expensive. But then like they're gradually like coming down in price and that sort of thing. I think I have like a 256 in in my Switch right now, um, which, you know, granted, that's still not the terabyte or whatever that's in my Series X, which is still not enough. Um, whenever you get down to it at the same time, micro SD cards, like you could potentially like just have these games on micro SD cards and swap out micro SD cards, like cartridges or whatever. Um, and that would probably, you know, be fine for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Like that, like, I would like to see what's the what are the reviews you say about like the uh, the different models and like which one's worth your money and which versus which one's just going to be like a pain to kind of work around the small 64 gigabyte. Like, is that going to be too big of a deal or is it not like a non-issue. Um, the Switch, the thing that the benefits of the Switch is that anybody who puts something on the Switch understands that they have to pare these things down in size in order to fit them on that system. So, like, they're kind of, like, designing proprietarily for the small uh, memory, or not memory, small uh, storage that that system has. But for PC, like there's no such restriction, and so if this thing is just basically a PC in your pocket, um, it's going to be like you know hundreds and hundreds of gigs potentially on uh, on one game. So,
1: yeah. Um, In terms of like what this does to the competition, I mean, I feel like the thing that Nintendo has always had going for them are games, and so you're not going to not going to be able to play uh, Mario on this. Not going to be able to play um Zelda on this. Yeah. Um or anything like that. But all the third party games that we're playing on um on Nintendo are gonna be on here. Yeah. Um and probably cheaper because Steam sales mm-hmm. are notorious for mm-hmm. just being like unbelievable. And I like and this is the thing this is the thing that makes me want to like buy it um more than anything is I don't currently have a gaming PC. I mean I sure. have a I have a Mac laptop that I could play things on, and, and Steam has a Mac version. But you, the game has to, the developer has to support Mac in order mm-hmm. to to play things. And I have a huge Steam library, um, and I have a lot of like games on there that like are just PC only. And this would, get, you know, allow me to play those. Plus, it I don't have to say I went out and bought a. I think it gives me a reason why. I'm spending four hundred dollars on a PC. and that's not even a lot to spend on a on a gaming PC. No, no. that's yeah. like uh, you know, and, and the fact that it has like lower graphical fidelity makes sense because it's a handheld. So um, yeah. there's a lot of things in yeah. here that are super appealing to me. But the main thing is just the huge library of games that Steam offers.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like that, that includes like a ton of early access games that like don't come to console for a long time after. Like Xbox does okay with like their early access kind of programs and things like that. But a lot of developers like will literally just put really cool games in early access for a long time. And it's like stuff that I would love to try out and, uh, and, and, and give a shot. But it's stuff that maybe won't ever come to console or, you know, it will come three years from now. So, um, yeah, it's it's super appealing from a like the the wide variety of, of games that you could play on it. Um, I'm also interested. Like, this could be a you know if you can get like go to a website on it, you can play a Game Pass um, mm, in the cloud. Totally.
1: Oh man, I didn't even think about that. So
0: if the internet, like if the uh, the Wi-Fi is is good, you should be able to play your X Cloud games through this device. And I would imagine that that would be a benefit to them. Oh, totally. Um, to, to kind of, you know, hammer away at that and be like, hey, you can play your Game Pass stuff here. Yeah. um So that would be fascinating, too. That'd be a, a really interesting way to, because, like, I, I already have this library. I can, like, my progress c- carries over, and I have all of the Steam sale Steam games, you know? Well, it makes me uh, wonder so, if, like,
1: so, like, you know, even if you have to go through the Steam store to install a third-party app or something like that to play games on, <laughs> it makes me wonder if um, my, uh, Microsoft will create an Xbox app for Steam OS, sure, and sure. that way you could. Ba- this basically makes it a would make it a portable Xbox, a handheld yeah. a handheld Xbox.
0: I mean, because again, those processors they're pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. Um, but again, like an X Cloud doesn't need those processors, so I don't know. You know, it's it's a that would be like I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, just another reason to like to to put it on the list of of pros. Um, the other thing, like the, the the Gabe Newell, I guess the the, the head of of uh, Valve, talked about like, hey, we needed to hit these price points, and that was painful. So I, I would imagine they're selling these things at a loss um, at this point, like currently, um, or potentially they had to cut cut you know features out of this, and like that's potentially why we're seeing like this is a hyper competitive uh, device at only fifty dollars more than the OLED Switch that we talked about last week um and it's so much more powerful and that sort of thing so it's like it's 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 very appealing to anybody that like last week was like man i just don't see a reason why to buy a switch oled uh or upgrade like this isn't the switch pro that i wanted and then now this is like announced a week later and it's like okay this might be the switch pro that you were
1: looking for i don't know totally Um, so this thing comes out, we'll just, we'll stay on top of this as it comes, as it, uh, the release date comes closer. And, uh, I mean, I'm thinking about trying to secure one whenever it, uh, it happens. The old pre-order, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, happy birthday again from me and from the listeners. Well, thank you. And, uh, um, hope, uh, the rest of the evening the what the hour and 45 minutes is left of it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) are uh are great
0: i also i also love the idea that that you wished me a happy birthday from the listeners and i'm sure that they all do but i'm sure there's like one listener that's like i didn't wish him a happy birthday (laughs) you know
1: i mean yeah there's always one one (laughs) one in every crowd (laughs) one person that's just like Uh, you can find us online at com on social at Chris 250 and johnright 777. And at Stay Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. On Target.